0: to me i know. Enough is enough Welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another
1: episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host, as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And today, I got another wrestler for you guys here, my good friend Dan Barry. How are ya?
2: I'm okay. How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good. I'm excited for this interview. I know a couple of people have been requesting this one too, so thanks for all the support. Aim higher,
2: guys. You guys can probably get a much more notable person uh, <laughs> than me you know God. i'm taking my jacket off i'm a little hot today sorry
1: <laughs> it's cold out there it's freaking cold i saw it snowed uh, yesterday at worcester
2: yeah it snowed there it didn't snow on long know. island new I york know.
1: i know i know Yeah, but it's uh, it's kind of cold. So but uh, yeah, so guys, if you're new here to the Under the Rope series here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, uh, referees, backstage promoters, I got you covered. If you guys got questions for Dan, please feel free, drop it into the chat. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions. So awesome. So all right, let's let's get back into basics. I already see Sky in the chat. What's going on, Sky? What time is it in the UK? What's going on, Alex? What's up in the chat, Nick Papagee What's going on? He said thanks for the house tonight.
2: You're welcome. That's uh, every time somebody there's a good house at a wrestling show, I'll generally take credit for it. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy it's me. I always go. I tweeted about it, so that's why, obviously.
0: So
1: <laughs> uh, Nick Papagee always comes in here and uh, thanks everybody to you know, thanks for the house. And we talked about that on our interview too. So, oh, it's midnight in UK. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. So awesome. So, all right, let's, like I said, let's start from the back to basics. All right, let's, let's go to the beginning. Let's talk about how you actually got into professional wrestling.
2: So, uh, I guess the easy way to describe it is like, I always liked it as a kid. Um, my, uh, cousin, Pat had, uh, would babysit us and we'd watch wrestling and, um, you kind of just don't remember a time in my life when there wasn't wrestling. Uh, you know, like my mom hated it. So she would never watch it. But when my cousin would come over, we would like mimic wrestling and it would be, you know, he was a big Hogan fan. And I, I was, I turned out to be a big macho man fan. And we ended up having like, a, uh, you know, like wrestling matches in the living room or whatever. And then as I got older, like I was like, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And then, uh, somebody was like you'll never be a pro wrestler you'll be small you're small you're never gonna be a pro wrestler and like the driving force of my life is somebody telling me you can't do something and i'm like well fuck you i'm gonna do it (laughs) then uh you know they're like you're never gonna get famous and i'm like yeah whatever i'm not but (laughs) but but i got to wrestle so uh you know it's been you know a weird get to because i i I turned 17 and there was a wrestling school that opened up in uh, long island and uh Called Critical Mass Pro Wrestling, which is now the NYWC Wrestling Academy. And uh yeah, I just basically signed up one morning. I had my mom come sign a waiver. Uh, and then I had to go and learn how to be a pro wrestler and that's that was I think it's almost twenty two years to the day. Um it's like this week or next week is twenty two years. Wow. Yeah.
1: Time flies. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's
2: kinda crazy. Uh you know, I, I have all the bumps and bruises for it. So I mean
1: Definitely. I paid
2: my, my debts.
1: <laughs> you know, a little known fact, NYWC was actually the first promotion that I, well, you know, the first place I actually saw indie wrestling at. Which is when so was wild. this? You know, it's funny because it's like, I liked wrestling. I didn't know about indies until maybe about 10 years ago, I think, believe it or not. so, um, so I was
2: no longer, I was not there at that time in 2012. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't really there in 2012. You were like, that was like beginning of Rex Lawless and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when they started coming in.
1: It's wild to like watch like the growth, um, Mm -hmm. you know, within even just like ten years, uh, and to see like where everybody's at now. And again, like I said, that's like where I went. I like now be branching out and starting to see all different promotions all over. Yeah, even if you're watching it across the world, you know, which is yeah, you're watching on
2: Twitch or YouTube or
1: Or IWTV, yeah. It's it's it's, in, it's insane. So, all right, Alex. I get to your question in a few. I'll get I got you. I got you. All right. So I like to ask this question because obviously I've seen you in person a lot, um, but everybody's critical of themselves. So for that fan that's never seen you wrestle before, what is the go-to match that you would recommend to become an instant fan?
2: Look, I'm a very polarizing wrestler. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I. If you're looking for, like, a pure wrestling side of it, I would argue watch me versus Alec Price, the first one at Wrestling Open. If you like comedy wrestling, the one I would... There's a couple I'd search out, but, like, uh, if you were to watch me and Bill versus... Me and uh, Team Tremendous versus the Anti-Fun Police from Progress, that's probably a really good uh, idea of what I could do, um, silly-wise. And then, you know, I guess, like... Some of the a lot of the beyond wrestling matches I had. We had a match. it was me, Bill, and Biff Busick against uh, the young Bucks and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Uh, so watch that out and you know, you pretty much get who I am at that point. I'm basically like if if uh, I guess how do I don't want to word this? like if Jackie Chan was a pro wrestler, but like not uh, the actual talent skill, but like the mindset like that like, um, guy who shouldn't be in this scenario is still able to do things in that match. That's what I would lean on saying. That's more like
1: me. Awesome, awesome. I always know like because Sky's in the chat and you know she's training uh, to be a wrestler. She's eighteen. Are you nineteen yet? Um, so she was looking for matches to be like recommended to her. So I was like asking you guys this so like that they can go. So,
2: so if I can recommend any match for you to watch, it'd be Alex Shelley versus Brian Kendrick from Zero One. Ooh. That's my favorite match because it's the concept is two guys who are a tag team who are have have to face each other so they don't want to hurt each other but they want to win
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so the match is a technical masterpiece as far as wrestling goes it's really good it's really a lot of fun oh
1: wow there you go add that to your list hey Conrad what's going on everything pro wrestling go give him some love he's got you covered for uh some AEW reviews after AEW tonight so uh check him out so Awesome. So she said, sounds good. And she's 19 now. So awesome. So awesome. So, you know, it's funny you brought That was one of the questions I was going to talk about was, uh, you know, you brought up Alec price, great match. I was actually there. Uh, so I got to witness the first one in person, uh, which was phenomenal and that it was such like a fan favorite that you guys had to do it again, you know? So I just wanted you like, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about like both matches working in Alec price, everything like that.
2: Sure. So, uh, Alec is, so what happened with Alec was, he and I, uh, we've run into each other numerous times. It's not like we, obviously wrestling open and whatever, uh, we were, um, before a Blitzkrieg show, he and I had, um, we just started wrestling, like, chain wrestling and wrestling around for no reason, like, out of nowhere, we just started doing it. And we did it probably for, like, 15 minutes of just pure mat wrestling and chain wrestling, and it was a lot of fun, and I was excited about it. And then, uh, the pitch came to us, like, hey, you're, you're gonna wrestle Alec Price. And I said, fine, but I'm not going to do – I'm not doing your 10-minute time limit, so you have to expand the time limit. And they're like, well, we can give you a little bit more time. I'm like, no, no, no like I want as much time as I can humanly get. And they went, okay. They eventually gave it to me. And then uh, I'm going to go inside baseball on this, and I'm, I might ruin wrestling a little bit for some of you guys, but I'm going to go into it. Um, Beyond Wrestling has – or Wrestling Open has like 10-minute time limits of matches, right? So Rich Paldino announces the times that have elapsed over the course. So – Generally when you hear a time uh, eight minutes of elapsed or whatever wrestling the wrestling open fans are tend to be like understand uh, That means the match is probably gonna end soon because we only have ten minutes That's like the kind of standard and it's not like to say anything bad about it It's just like that's the way you know You hear like eight minutes remaining or eight minutes left or eight minutes gone two minutes remaining somebody's gonna end the match so Alec and I I came up to him and I was like I have an idea And it's gonna sound a little crazy but i want this to feel like the match ends at 10 minutes because that's what matches normally in at wrestling open and then we just keep going so we built a finish around a false finish around the idea of alec hitting his kick uh his his surprise Surprise. kick Mm -hmm. and uh after a sequence of moves at the 10 minute mark because rich paladino goes 10 minutes have, have elapsed he does his sequence he hits me one two and i kicked out and the idea was uh i took the concept of wrestling open and made it a false finish as opposed to a move set everyone knew that 10 minutes the meant minute was gonna be over so if i change it and i think that's what made the match what it was it became really good in wrestling open because we took the concept of wrestling open and we just kind of flipped it and was like yeah like that's exactly what we want you to believe and then we ended up having false finishes and he kicked out of moves that he shouldn't have kicked out of and um you know, it was a, I thought it was a well-done match. So the first one was was done like that. The second one I thought was good because we had, uh, you know, established stuff he does. He does his, uh, you know, one more time because this guy's trash, and I just throw him backwards over the top rope because no one expects you to do that. Right. And it's like, it's because he does this time of pointing at me and calling a spot. I'm a veteran wrestler. I know he's going to do this, so I, like, get him out of the ring, and I create distance to get myself space. And, um... I think it was a really good showing of the veteran versus the um, the up and comer. Uh, but the up and comer, the veteran is also the veteran who's been wrestling for a long time and maybe can't keep up with this new up and comer. And that's kind of the story we told. And I think it's, I think we told a pretty good story. I think it was a fun match.
1: It was fun, definitely. Both both of them are fun. Sky's like definitely need to watch these. Yes, please do. Wrestle Open. I keep telling you, you got to watch it weekly. It's like one of my favorite weekly shows. So. What's yes, the- guy.
2: What the <laughs> fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: What's up, Captain and Dave? And watch
2: Muppet Christmas Carol. It's the best uh, holiday movie. Yes. In the time, oh, so. my
1: God. That's so funny. I just like they sent a. they actually. Well, you won't care about this. But like they have a Christmas palette for them now for Muppet Babies. I just saw it on TikTok. I'm like, ooh. That's cute.
2: Look at that, a Muppet <laughs> Baby's palette. Oh cool.
1: Come on, we can do my face as the Muppet Babies. I freaking love it. So uh all right, where's that question from Alex? He goes, I actually have a question for Dan Barry. What are his thoughts on trigger or Bohannon?
2: I'm sorry, on trigger?
1: On Trigger Bohannon, yeah.
2: I I don't have any right now. Let me look it up. Spell <laughs> that last name. Oh,
1: they said B O H A N O N.
2: Trigger Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have no idea what that is. No,
1: neither do I. why <laughs> Alex, you weirdo. <laughs> I guess I'm bad too because I don't know who it is.
2: Oh, is he like a wrestler? Was he used to be a wrestler back in the day? Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, What am I trying to what am I trying to, What is this?
1: There's a million wrestlers out there. It's hard to like. Keep oh, up with everybody, I know
2: who this is. Mm-hmm. So okay, it's a little bit of a story, but um. I was trying to train him. I was I was at FTW's wrestling school. I was trying to train, and he said um, he just had a bad attitude when he first started. Uh, I think he's fine now. I, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but I felt he had a bad attitude when he started. So what happened was that uh, I was trying to like teach him, and I remember he was just kind of like, like he didn't give a shit about me, and I was like, look, I'm 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 not I'm, I'm not getting paid for this. Like I'm just trying to like do something. And he basically told me he didn't respect me. And I remember that. I'm like, you don't respect me? And he goes, Yeah, I'm like, get the fuck out of my ring then. Like that's it. Like you don't get to be in the ring. Like, I was pissed. But I don't care if somebody doesn't like me, like it's not a big deal. But like I'm literally like volunteering time to like train you to be a wrestler. I'm not you know, this isn't I wasn't getting paid to do that. It was just me doing it. Right. And it was like I just felt very like, Oh, okay, fuck you then. Like, you don't get any respect. You were you're a nobody. And it was uh He's fine. I have nothing against him now. I think at the time I did, now it's a lot less. Like I don't really, I don't give a shit. But Jeez. he's been really nice to me last time I saw him, which I wasn't that, wasn't recently. So he might be a dick again. So if he is then I apologize in advance. But um, I would argue maybe change the last name from Bohannon because that's a very hard name to get across. I hope Alex is trigger behind it and that makes us weirder.
1: Damn Alex. Why you gotta be triggering people on this podcast? He says, why you
2: gotta trigger me with trigger rude.
1: Okay. We're moving on. Anyway, (laughs) John's in the chat. What's going on, John? He goes, what is your favorite wrestling promotion of wrestle at?
2: Um, well right now I'm gonna say it's wrestling open, uh, because it's young talent getting an opportunity to shine. And I think that that's, um, you know there's a lot of, the problem with wrestling is is that young talent doesn't have really a place to develop anymore yeah. because everything's available immediately so you can find a lot of really cool wrestlers like very quickly like a yeah. google search will find some of wrestlers but the issue is that like there's you only get one first chance you only get one you know first appearance so after that point if you didn't kill it in your first appearance you're kind of shit out of luck. Like you got to like really have to work. And I think a lot of what uh, wrestling open has done is given a lot of young talent an opportunity to like mold themselves weekly into wrestlers that have the opportunity to expand further. So like yeah. I would argue like waves and curls is a phenomenal fun team getting a lot more traction as a result of what they've done in wrestling open. And I, you know, uh, Alec price is another one who has built his name other places, but like wrestling open has really given him a platform to elevate himself. Um, and there's a couple of them like that. There's a lot of wrestlers like that, I should say, wrestling open. And uh, it's a lot of fun for that reason. Otherwise, really, like, you know, I just like wrestling. So to me, it's if I get an opportunity to wrestle, that's what I want to do. Uh, I don't care where it is, what, what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, I like uh, I just like being in the ring. That's that's it, which is unfortunate. And I'm almost going to be 40. So I mean, like, at some point, I should probably fucking stop like being in the ring. <laughs> if not i'm still here so
1: nah we love it we love it speak of the devil desmond cole what's going on he goes i would love to wrestle. i would love to wrestle my guy dan lots of fire <laughs>
2: desmond tomorrow 11 30 be in my house we're going up to wrestling open just <laughs> as a reminder uh no um I, yeah dude he's he's another one that's like uh i felt like before covid he was kind of like floundering mm-hmm. and I, I mean i i think he'll back me up on this i don't want to be Desmond, I love you. I think you're a phenomenal wrestler. I told you so in the car that I really was, thought it was a good match. Uh, he had a really good match the Hot Stepper at a wrestling yeah. open show a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. I was stoked for that, yeah. Dude, he's Desmond Cole is so good. I think what he's done with his time developing himself in wrestling open and like really changing up his character a little bit from what he was, like it really helped move him to the next level. And I think as long as he can ride that, he's doing great, and I'd love to wrestle him. Uh, I'm not taking that kick that uh, that that ups upkick the uh capoeira kick you can kiss my rosy red ass uh but (laughs) uh, i'll I'll get it booked somewhere
1: (laughs) hell yeah i'm here for it he's he's
2: so good and he's he's scared shitless in car rides with me because i'm a lot like i know him a lot um, but I, it's it's fun, man. He's a good dude.
1: He's a good dude. You guys should check out that interview. He was pops into my chats. I love you so much. Thank you, so awesome. And McCray, I love McCray Martin. He's another one. If you guys are unfamiliar, go check out that interview with him too. That was great interview. I love I love McCray. Yeah, Can't he's good. He's
2: him. he's always you know he's he's a really good wrestler, and it's mm-hmm. you know the Canadians have been kind of stuck and not being able to wrestle. You know get their name out yeah. so i'm hoping that more of them get their name out too. yeah
1: i know he's going to be at the interspecies shows next week i'm excited for that too so oh man so and then you guys can see him at nfw like he's on those cards too in the in the stage which is great so Alright, so let's talk about uh, Blitzkrieg because I finally got to get my butt up to one of the shows and what better way than to have them face Limitless for the two nights that they had going on. So first night you guys went up against MSP the second night you teamed up with uh, BRG against uh, J. George, Aaron Rourke and Angelo Carter. So let's talk about the companies. Like they're just Amazing companies there. I love the venue that Blitzkrieg runs in. It's such a beautiful venue. And that was, I like the
2: venue. The only thing I fucking hate is the entranceway, And it's because you ever like, it's hard to describe it. Like you'll see a wrestler at the top of the stairs and he looks like legit, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
2: Like you could see Fandango, let's just argumentatively just say right, standing at the top of the stairs. And it's like, hell yeah, Fandango. And then you watch him walk down 24 (laughs) steps before he gets to the ring. And it's always awkward. Like, it's just like, yeah, little step, little step, little step, little step, little step, <laughs> turn, little step. And I'm like, can you guys just like put up a pipe and drape and like have it just burst through a curtain? Like, that'd be awesome. Oh, and there you go. <laughs> it's, you know, it, but also I'm very much a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dick like that, but no, I blitzkrieg li- limitless. I've wrestled for limitless once in my life. Um, I like Randy. Randy's a good dude. Um, maybe I'll do something in the future. Hopefully uh blitzkrieg was uh a lot of fun it's um it's again young hungry talent and then uh a lot of guys who maybe it's like the island of misfit toys in a lot of way where there's like a lot of guys in there that maybe like you wouldn't see a lot of other places but they work in blitzkrieg mm-hmm. and it's like they should be getting more looked at more as a result yeah. of what they're doing there and that's just a, a statement of fact yeah. um i really got a really happy wrestle msp i had never wrestled them before in my life. Uh, me and Bill were wanting to wrestle them at one point and it just never worked out. Um, COVID is the thing, yeah. as it turns out. Uh, and then the second night, uh, was the six man tag, which literally, uh, the promoters walked up to us and was like, that match had no business being as good as it was. <laughs> well, you know, like it's a six man, yeah. like short match. It's yeah. meant to be like a fa- funny, ha ha match. Yeah. And then we were just like, nah, fuck it. We're going in. And that's yeah. what we did. So, um, a lot of my matches where people, I feel like, think about my match like, uh, Dan's just going to go in and be, I'm like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to go in and go hard now. And now what are you going to do? <laughs> now you can't say anything. So <laughs> I have, I always have a chip my shoulder. Everyone so somebody says, I can't do something, I do it. And that's, that's kind of it. So.
1: It's so good. So good. Definitely. If you guys are watching those promotions, check them out. I had fun time, like both, both nights. It was, it was really, really fun. Definitely want to come back up there again. Uh, John in the chat says, favorite match at Open? What's that? Favorite match at open, wrestling open.
2: My favorite match mm-hmm. is me versus Alec One Me versus Alec Price one. Um I really liked wrestling CPA because it was ridiculous. Um, I really liked wrestling um, uh, uh, Rob Chase, um, the burglar, the hamburglar. I'm going to call him the burglar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked that match because it was goofy, and it was a match that – Uh, a certain member of the uh, wrestling open team was very upset that match happened. (laughs) And that's what made it even funnier for me is, you know, just being ridiculous, but it was a lot of fun. It was a fun little match. Um, I've had a lot of really fun matches. I enjoyed, you know, uh, I like my match at Ray jazz. I like, I really like my match. The match I think is very kind of overlooked was me versus uh, Max caster, because I think we told a really good story and it was a lot of fun. Um, But it's like, you know, it's not. It was a match that maybe was probably would have been better for a different crowd. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, wrestling open crowds are like it's. I describe it as like a carnival with alcohol. Like you're just kind of like, people are there and they're like the matches are happening, but they're kind of talking to themselves. So you kind of have to like engage the crowd a lot yeah. more. And I think what me and Max we told a story, and I think the match, the story was a really good story, but I think that the crowd could have been into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's my own personal opinion, but.
1: I like the crowd up there. I mean, it's just, they're great. They're great people. It's it's an
2: environment, right? Yeah. like, you're in, you're in a party Mm -hmm. and you're the entertainment at a party. And sometimes the party doesn't give a shit and sometimes the party does give a shit. So how do you get the party to give a shit? You give it, you pay attention to the party right? and you exist in the party. And I'm lucky in that I have sort of the established rapport that like when I come to the ring, like people go, Oh, it's Dan, he's here. Yeah. Um, but like some of the newer talent, like really have to work their asses off to get that crowd. But once you do, money. Well, it's great. I've had that fun.
1: conversation with somebody, I'm not going to say who, but like we got into it, and I'm like, if you're going to have five minutes, make it the best five minutes. Know, but, everyone, ever.
2: but the problem is, wrestlers think of that as like, do everything I know in five minutes. It's like, that's not how you should think. You should think totally different. Mm-hmm. If I were you, I would think like, um, in my my mind, I think it would be something along the lines of make yourself, make your match stand out or make your your match entertaining. And wrestlers think that means like 15,000 moves and whatever. And it's like, no, right. like I don't do 15,000 moves. Right. I enter, I interact. That's my goal. And if you interact with a crowd and you have a lot of fun, um, you know, you can make as long as you make them have fun, like stop wrestling for the gift. Stop wrestling for the feed like. Have a good match, and people will notice, and that's it. Have fun.
1: Definitely. Hey, Sam's in the chat. What's going on? How are you? Uh, Sky's making notes. You're, you're making her day. Because she likes take to notes. take notes. Take from notes. I've been in the business <laughs> oh, long enough, so you ch- take notes. I charge
2: the- for this normally, so you really you're gonna have to start really paying attention. No. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Thanks, Sam, for joining us. I Appreciate that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about AEW Dark, because I think this is such like amazing thing for especially like the indies and everybody trying to like make names for themselves and like get on a little bit of TV time and then, you know, working these massive crowds. But I just think it's great what they're doing. So you got to be a part of that a little bit. Work Chuck, Chuck Taylor, you know, the Dark Order. So tell us a little bit like in your words, like, you know, your experience, you know, being behind the scenes of, like AEW. How was it being in a massive you know, crowd and all that.
2: Well, so it was a little weird with being backstage. Cause it's like most of those people with the exception of very few when I was there, uh, I had done Indies with forever. That's, you know, over the course of years and years. And years. So you are really just kind of hanging out with your friends again. Yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, I, you know, it's one of my favorite pieces of it. Um, it was weird cause it was still COVID time. So like, I think that objectively, like, as a a person, like, I'm watching the wrestling as, like, Dan, how I would watch wrestling. Right. And I think that they're like, well, we need you to be a crowd. And it's like, right, but, like, in a crowd, this is how I would act. Like, I'm not being too cool for camera. I'm just somebody who, like, pays attention to the matches because I love wrestling. Right. And I think they wanted somebody from the crowd perspective to be a little bit more of, like, a clap, cheer kind of guy. And this is not... That, not, not because I think I'm too cool. It's not the it at all. It's just who I they want you to be. But for the matches, it was like I got lucky because they were like, "Who are we gonna put Dan with?" And it was like, you know, Colt was like Dan Barry. I want to wrestle Dan Barry. And then Chuck was like, "I want to wrestle Dan Barry." So I got lucky, and then I got kind of got picked. Um, the negatives that I have, the things I'll take away from it, were uh, I wore my Hawaiian shirt and shorts, and I think that as a um, Tony Khan has no idea who the fuck Dan Barry is. I know that for a fact. Uh, that's a true statement. Um, he, I don't think that was the best foot forward I could have put for AEW was me wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense for people who know me. Right. But if you don't know me, I'm a dude wrestling in clothes I could have got at Target. Yeah. So that's a little bit. So um, me being uh, self-aware enough to be like, okay, I probably should have come in with something different. But i didn't have the guts to do it right so like inside baseball is that bill had gotten signed the ring of honor and we had been picked to go to AEW dark and bill now could no longer go to AEW dark so now it's just me going alone so i did the best i could i did what i thought i could do and i had a lot of fun i got a fun match with chuck and i got offense in against the dark order which i you know it was just simply them saying they wanted me to get offense in. that's the truth of that statement so um, you know, I'm lucky that I knew Stu and Colt and Chuck, and it was it was yeah. great. Uh, everyone was really cool. It was a really cool environment. I got, I'm happy I get to hang out with people, um, catch up with people I haven't spoken to in a long, long time. It's 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 a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like also like good advice maybe for somebody that wants to get onto Dark. You know, like maybe what they should think about when they go there. Pretty much, you know.
0: So
2: on, on any wrestler going to any Dark, any like. I had this conversation with another wrestler who I'm not going to I'm not going to name because I feel like they'll, they might be embarrassed by this. But like the first time you see someone, you make a decision on them. Right. And that decision goes up and down. And I always say they always say don't judge somebody by your book, but like but, but book by its cover, you should say. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it, you do. Everyone makes a snap judgment. Every single person makes a snap judgment. Do not give them a reason to hate you immediately. So show up ready to work looking like a wrestler looking like what you're supposed to do and i think that you'll be in better p- position than you could ever be in so take that from the guy who's been wrestling for 22 years and is you know had a shitty body for 90 percent of it like Aww. maybe maybe work out hit the gym get tan <laughs> there. <laughs> there
1: you go Trayvon jordan's in the chat he goes dan barry is the man in and out of the ring and he puts a uh, heart of og in the hands up he said big respect to dan barry for real for real thank you for the kind words
2: Hey, man, anytime, man. I don't know where these chats are coming up because I don't see them, but I'm sure that they're somewhere cool.
1: <laughs> I have it like in one thing that's all together for the program. Uh, Sky said she's going to have pages of notes. So there you go. That's why we do Good. these interviews. So. <laughs> all right, let's do some of these fan tweets. I got a lot of them. So, OK, this one's from let's John. Go. So his first question is some of the oddest shows you have been on.
2: All right. So <laughs> this is story time. Um, I have a couple. So one of them was we used to do shows in Bethany, Connecticut. No, not Bethany, uh, Bristol, Connecticut, in a place called Crystal's Palace. Um, I think that's what the name of it is. Crystal's, something along those lines. And it was like a like a bar that had like a little venue in the back, like a, like a country bar type thing. So we had two locker rooms at different times. One was the basement, which was we all shared a bucket, and we sat on, got changed, and we gave the bucket to somebody else. It was... <laughs> real bad. Oh, um, and then the other one was the, the apartment upstairs. So we went to his apartment. We, we saw like all this stuff. and I'm like, Oh, we start getting changed in the apartment. And then we realized like somebody actually lives there. And so like, she was a bartender oh my god, she was in love with one of the wrestlers named Josh Daniels. And she wanted nothing more than to have sex with Josh. Daniels. <laughs> so she would leave the door open a crack and like start getting changed, but like show everything. And we're, like, in the... like, what is her living room? Now, like, trying to put clothes on. Like, okay, like, this is real weird now. Like, and, like, <laughs> like Josh, who was then, I think, engaged, just slowly closed the door on her and, like, tried to lock it <laughs> because he didn't... He didn't want to... It was bad. Like, I feel bad saying it, but that's a true story. Um, weirdest places I've wrestled... The weirdest one is Rikers Island. That's the, the claim to fame I have, is I've wrestled in a prison. And that was uh i wrestled for coming as a, a born-again born-again christian wrestling company uh named pwr and they would teach god through wrestling now i'm not religious i i'm not pro minus whatever yeah. i don't get it i just kind of leave it alone yes everything pro wrestling a prison uh riker's <laughs> island is literally like it's yeah it's i guess it would be you I should
1: Conrad, I mean, you live in New York.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's like the, the Rikers Island is like where you go before you go to Sing Sing. Like yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's kind of like holding, I guess, is what you would call it. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I've never been. Uh. Well, behind the bars. Um. So we get up and there's there's a there's a music video for Metallica's Saint Anger, which is, is one of the worst songs in the world. But before the music video, they play like a little vignette where they're like, Hey, like if anybody there's a riot and they hold you hostage, we don't negotiate. And I always thought that was like a really funny thing, like. Then Metallica's yeah. like, yeah, we're so badass that we're going to do this. But then, like, indie wrestlers, we did the same thing. They gave me the same speech. And it was like, hey, like, you know, if the, anything bad happens, we don't negotiate. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, if it's one-on-one, I could probably at least choke somebody out. If it's, like, four-on-one, like, I'm just going to lay down. And they're going to do what they're going to do. Like, I, I, there's nothing I'm going to do about this, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so we got changed in, like, the center. And then you go to the back. And the one thing I remember about Rikers Island is it felt like a school. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like... Um, a prison. It felt like you were in like a middle school, or like in that level. Um, and then I find out that the people who design Rikers Island also design most of the middle schools in Long Island. So it's like, oh, there's like a common theme. But then like you start thinking about the indoctrination into like being behind bars and like how it's easy for p- young people to get caught up in that because it's a familiar territory. It becomes a whole thing, and I'm a, I'm yeah. become a psycho about it. Um, I was wrestling this guy Chris, and I basically was like, hey, like we're wrestling in front of literal murderers I can't I'm gonna have to hit the shit out of you my I'm gonna beat your ass because I need I need them to buy what we're doing and we're number one on the card he goes all right man so I'll beat the shit out of you back I'm like, cool man let's like we shook hands like like men like we're just gonna fucking lay into each other
0: yeah
2: opening spot grab a headlock (laughs) shoot him off he takes a tackle the entire crowd goes bananas the easiest move in pro wrestling they went nuts for. I started laughing my ass off. and I looked at him like, we're not doing shit. And we had one of the most fun matches I've ever had because we changed everything on the fly. Everything. And we were doing like a body slam and like hulking up and like all this shit. It was so fun. Um, but when I came to the ring, I was wearing, I, I, they were, as I was walking the in, they just kept kind of going, Sue woo," And I didn't know what that meant because I am a a dude from the suburbs of Long Island. And it was because I was wearing blue, and they were Bloods. And they wanted me to let me know that they were Bloods, and I was not safe. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, me being me, I'm like, I just look good in blue, leave me alone. And, like, it didn't didn't matter. Uh, But we had a really good match. Um, And then the, the next match of Wrestling Magic came out. And was like uh, let me guess you guys are all innocent and they're like yeah and he goes you know what the difference between you and me is I'm going home today and the crowd went nuts and started booing and like fucking getting raucous and it's like the security security guard goes who the fuck told him he could do that and I was like whoop, I'm out of here and then as the match is starting the NYU criminal psychology department walks in to see how the criminals would react to this type of psychology like this type of uh, stimulus I should say and uh, they were all women and I would say all of them were very attractive oh, wow so these guys did not care about pro wrestling at all oh, from that God. point forward and it just changed everyone's just, like staring and then me being the wrestler that I am I did another show so I left immediately to make my double booking uh, but yeah it was uh oh, that's the weirdest <laughs> that was the weirdest one. I mean, like I wrestled in like weird places, like yeah. places everyone's like that's kind of weird. But like Rikers is the one where it's like, yeah, not a lot of people have that notch in their belt.
0: Yeah. Oh man. And was it
2: a good payday? No, it was not. Oh, I can damn. tell you right now. <laughs> oh. Indie wrestling, you can pretty much guarantee it's not a good payday. I'm just giving you a heads up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is why you got. They their weren't merch. buying
2: merch. See? They weren't. <laughs> yeah. Turns out they weren't buying merch. They're showing up like cartons of cigarettes to try and take shirts away from me.
1: This is why. Buy the birch. Support your favorite wrestlers. Go buy their 8x10s. Go buy whatever it is that they have. Support them. They'll get the money, you know? So... For wrestling
2: tees.com slash dan barry please for the we'll love of that
1: links in the description below i mean we'll go over it again later or whatever like that so um so i'm just uh john's in the chat he was actually i feel bad i'm sorry john but he was asked because he just came in later and he wanted to know about your match with alec and he wanted to know what your favorite match was at Open. so you know if you go back and listen to the beginning i don't want to make you yeah like
2: so <laughs> It's a lot of fun and that's probably my favorite match at open right now.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh the second part to John's question, he wanted to know also like what is the oddest one in your stand up comedy career too.
2: The oddest venue?
1: Well, the um, oddest like, you know, any oddest show, anything.
2: So I've done retirement homes. I've done um like what's called private gigs, so like a corporate headquarters will call you in. And it's like they don't if they go to an agency, the agency calls you and you just get whatever um my favorite bomb i bombed really bad um there's a a two-day bike-a-thon on shelter island so long island if you look at long island it's a fish mm-hmm. so in between the tails of the fish is an island called shelter island um and it's a bike it's two days and it's to raise money i want to say for like muscular dystrophy I, I i forgive me if i'm not correct it's mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm trying to remember this no mm-hmm. Whatever. It's something like that. So when the bike-a-thon ends, they're supposed to go get food, and then they get, like, alcohol, and then a comedy show is taking place. So on the comedy show is me, this guy John, and Mick Foley. And the three of us are the guys doing the, the, the charity fundraiser. So I'm, I'm sitting there. They never got – they didn't get enough food. They got enough food for half of the people of the bike and so there wasn't enough food. So they had to get more food, which there was not happening. The alcohol never made it. Oh no. So these people have been riding by for two days. They went to come back to have drinks and food and relax and calm down. And it didn't. And then I went up and I told a really bad joke to start. And it was, uh, it's nice that it's nice that uh, you guys are doing this. I, I said, give yourself a round of applause for doing the bike for muscular dystrophy. Um, but I have acid reflux. Can I get like a walk thon Can I get like something? And they, the one guy in the front row just looked at me and went, no. And then that was it. That was the only response I oh, got what? for 15 minutes was that one guy who said no. And it was bad. I mean, like I bombed. I really, I did bad. And I was like laughing at how bad I bombed. And then uh, the next two comics fought out of it. Well, uh, Mick Foley fought out of it. But it was also, it's like he's Mick Foley. So like he had like that added like, hey, I'm a WWE legend who's telling you stories. And they're like, oh, I'll listen to him. But yeah. they fucking hated me to the extent that the people who organize it, like walk up to me and they go, I don't know who to apologize to you or them. And I said, oh, no. honestly, I think you just apologize to them and say, sorry that you didn't get us beer and alcohol. So,
1: <laughs> Man, uh, uh, Sam says pop for the retirement home. <laughs> dude, it's,
2: honestly, those ones are my favorite because like you get like these random like like I don't know how to describe it it's retirement homes. It's just like communities and like, you kind of just go into like the, the like common room. Yeah. And you're not like on a stage, you're just like standing in front of a wall and there's two speakers and you just kind of go up and you have to tell like jokes and like, you know, you can't be too risque, uh, because they don't like that, yeah. uh, at all. And so I, I try to be like as non, I don't use swear words. I, you know, you have to kind of, but they pay well. Uh, <laughs> So, there you go. I'm, my mortgage does not give a shit if I got a whole <laughs> lot of laughs or if I told jokes that were true to my heart. If you don't think I tell a knock knock joke for money, you're of your mind. I would absolutely do. <laughs> I
1: love that. All right, let me let me switch over to the chat with some question. Uh, Johnny says, "Do you want Sydney gone from the wrestling open if Price wins?"
2: I don't want Sydney gone, man. That guy legitimately committed to pissing his pants at a wrestling open show. Like, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no one in wrestling. The amount of times okay, so Sidney Bacabella legitimately drank enough water so that when the spot came he could piss his pants on Wrestling Open. So people thought that it was like like a squirt bottle or something. So he did the only thing he knew to do was just put both of his hands up to show he had nothing and then piss his pants. That is commitment for a bit. That's what that is. It is a man commit. Is it gross? Yeah fucking disgusting but (laughs) would you do it do you have the balls to be like i'm gonna piss myself in front of hundreds of people and people all over the internet (laughs) bet you don't sydney Bacabella does that's all i'm saying um and he has great one-liners and paul crockett hates them
1: (laughs) man uh the other john in the chat said, where is it uh dan when are we going to see you and 50 cal go against the tag team champs my voice (laughs)
2: <laughs> which company
1: <laughs> wrestling open
2: oh so uh whenever uh Paul and Drew get around to booking it that's that's how I'll word that there and uh I'm happy to do it I would argue that we have yet to qualify for the match that's how mm-hmm. I'll put that because uh there's a lot of guys who have had one, a lot more wins than 50 Cal and I mm-hmm. and uh they probably get top priority but mm-hmm. if anybody wants to come and give us a an opportunity that's what they say is a you know, it would be a fluke if we won, but I'll tell you right now, uh, the idea of a fluke is that if you're hungry and you go fishing, a fluke isn't what you really want, but if you're hungry, it's all you need. So I'm happy to get a fluke.
1: <laughs> hey, Jimmy's in the chat, Jumbo Raff. Much love to you. What's going on? All right, let's go to another fan tweet here from WWE Master. He goes, what of these three legendary stipulations do you want to compete in, and what indie wrestler for each match? For each match, buried alive, last ride match, or inferno match.
2: So, I don't even know what a last ride match is. I know what a buried alive match is. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, the inferno match, um, I don't know if I ever want to do one of those. I would do a, a, a buried alive match. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I don't know what a last ride match is. That seems like, was that that like take your cinematic one? Yeah. I don't know yeah. Um, I would never want to do a cinematic match because I feel like I would hate it so much. Um, I love the idea of them. I think I would hate it. I think I'd be in that match. Like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it's like hour 10 of me filming this thing. And I'm like, I fucking hate my life. Please get me out of here. <laughs> uh, the buried alive match. I think would be fun. Cause it's a fun gimmick. And, uh, I want to do that big show mankind spot where he throws from the stage and he like falls into the hole. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want to do that spot. Um, yeah, I'll say buried alive and then I'll say I want to do it with Bill. Ooh. With Bill Carr Dutch. Sorry, I can't call okay. him Bill Carr. I would do it Dutch because it'd be fun to wrestle him in a gimmick match like that that is ridiculous to have.
1: Oh, he said the last the last it's the last man if you get put in back of a hearse. That's what it was. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Jimmy.
2: oh, it's just an ambulance match. It's the same <laughs> concept. Um <laughs> and ah, eh, that's that's boring. I don't want that. I want the I want the buried alive match.
0: There you go. Just because
2: I can, like, I want to be it, but I, I want to do it at, like wrestling open. Uh huh. And then like you walk in the wrestling open, there's just like a mound of dirt in the middle of the building, and like fans have to walk around it, and we have to wrestle in a last in a uh, buried alive match in the middle of a uh, Wista.
1: <laughs> be fun. All right, next fan tweet uh, is from Good Cop Bad Cop. He said, with Dan Barry being an anagram of bar and dry, tell us a cool story involving alcohol and a cool story not involving alcohol.
2: <laughs> cool story involving alcohol, I'll say WrestleMania New York. I was I wrestled Bill in a death match mm-hmm. in uh, Manhattan, and the Hilton. And we almost got the show shut down. It was a whole thing. Uh, I've talked about it before, so I won't go too deep into it. But I went to the bar and I saw David Arquette and David Arquette and I uh, were drinking a fair amount. Uh, Not, I don't want to say anybody was too drunk, but we were drunk. We were not sober at the time. And I looked over him and he was wearing pants that had Mickey mouse on them. And I was like, Hey man, I like your pants. And he looked at me for like five seconds and he goes, we doing this? (laughs) And I, I, I was like, what? And he goes, are we fucking doing this? And then he starts to take off his pants. And I'm like, wait, huh? And he goes, are we trading fucking pants? And I went, yeah. And so I, in the middle of this Hilton bar, take my pants off. He takes his pants off. We trade belts. And then we trade pants. There are fans sitting behind us blown away that they're seeing this and I put on the Mickey Mouse pants and I wore them and to this day they are in my room I have the Mickey Mouse pants he traded me what were $125 pants for my $18 Target denizen jeans in the middle of a Hilton bar in New York City so that's my cool um drinking story um it's weird it's a weird story uh what's my cool non-drinking story um wow probably, i have at least one right i have to have one <laughs> I don't know, i'm not very interesting guys i don't have cool stories uh
1: <laughs> it's okay it's okay i think that made up for not having one without drinking
2: <laughs> oh here's a good oh no, here's a good one i was working on a show called. Uh, um, uh, what the fuck was it called? It was an NBC show. Uh, I was, uh, working in television at the time. And, uh, I was working on the show, Smash. Uh, it was on NBC for one, I think one season. And I was on a, my job was locations. And in television, when you work in locations, you have to get there early, like the first person there, and you're the last person to leave. So you have, like, 20-hour work days. So I would sleep in a van, or I would, like... You know, I would crash at my friend's house who lived in Brooklyn, and then, like, I would shower at a gym nearby on, like, Mm -hmm. a break. Like, that's how, like, I function. So by day four of that shoot, I was shot, just dead. And I'm standing there, and I have bags under my eyes, and I'm friends with all the people like, all the other production people working on the show. And I'm staring, and I'm like, I know it's because I'm exhausted, and all I hear is the voice of somebody saying, what, were you out partying all night? And it sounded a lot like one of the people that I work with. So I said, no, bitch, I was fighting crime. And I look up, and I realized it was actually the star of the show, a woman named Catherine McPhee.
1: Oh, my God.
2: And I'm staring, (laughs) and then she gives me a look, and then she just, like, walks off. So now I'm just kind of sitting there, and I'm like, oh, well, this is my last day at work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just called the star of the show a bitch. Um, So I I call, because, like, catering has, like, um, like there's a catering person. There's, like, a catering hall where, like, Extras in production, people go to eat lunch, or whatever. And I go, what time will lunch be ready? He goes, we serve lunch at 12. I'm like, no, 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 when will it be ready? Because I need to eat before everyone gets there because I'm going to get fired today. And he goes, 11.30. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so 11.30 on the dot, I'm sitting in that room. The food starts. I start just shoving food in my face. And it's like pot, roast, and mashed. just shoving food in. When the door opens and up from the stairs comes Catherine McPhee and like an entourage of people. And I'm like, fuck, (laughs) this is my job. So she looks at me and she goes, Batman? And I went, McPhee? And she walked away. (laughs) And I took my plate and I walked out the front door and I just hid for the rest of the day. But I kept the job and I I worked there for... (laughs) Another month and a half. Oh,
1: my God. I appreciate that because I, I love that show. And then I was sad when it went off the air. Yeah,
2: it was a terrible show. I'm not going to lie to you. It was not good. I don't know why, I don't know why you like it. I like the music.
1: Good. I don't know. I'm a chick. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> I'm get a it. chick. I'm a chick. I have them on DVD. That's the funny.
2: <laughs> well, I worked on that show. So you're welcome. You get to it.
1: So I, I appreciate that story. John and Chad says, damn, you have to bring the Mickey Mouse pants to Wrestling Open now for one match.
2: They do not fit. I'm going to take it out. Um, (laughs) They didn't fit when I took them and I was thinner then. And I've lost weight, but like, I'm still like a thicker person than I was. Uh, So they're like a size 30 waist and I'm like a size 34 waist. So they are not comfortable. It's, it's pressing everything in guys.
1: Sorry, John. (laughs) Uh, The other John says, have you considered doing a death match at ICW, GCW or H2O if the opportunity presents itself?
2: No, um, the reason I did the death match with Bill is because, uh, the, uh, so I'll go and I've done two, like, real matches that involve a lot of, like, weapons and blood. I've done a couple, but, like, I've done these two specifically, and it's because there was, like, stories around it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not, I'm not a tough guy that can, like, kind of take shards of glass and, like, oh, shit, I'm just not that guy. I don't want to pretend that I am. I wouldn't do it just to, like, make it seem like I was cool, um, but... I the reason I did the deathmatch with Bill in New York City is because they wanted us to do a comedy Mm deathmatch. And me and Bill couldn't figure out what that was. So then we decided what the funnier option of that would be was two comedy guys having an actual deathmatch. And so that's the only reason we did it. (laughs) Um, And that was the story behind that. And then we built it up by like throwing balloons at each other and streamers. And people were like, you know, Cyrus is on the call, like hating this match. And then Bill pulled out a a balloon penis. (laughs) covered in thumbtacks and laced me with it and it was like it changed the dynamic of the match and people that's what I think people like the match for but the idea is that two idiots uh, thought'd be hilarious of a real death match we almost got the show shut down by the way oh God. Um, the commissioner came up to me and was like like trying to shut the show down was like screaming at me and I was like mr. Orlando like we called this like this isn't like I didn't um, so it was a lot of fun it was like whatever but uh, at the end of it, uh, we had the doctor convince the we had the doctor convince the uh, what we call it um, the commissioner mm-hmm. that like my cuts on my head were all superficial and they weren't real. And then the doctor was like, "Yeah, you gotta clean your fucking head. That's gross." I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> I walked away. Oh,
1: Mad, jeez. Yeah. Uh, what's up Ashley in the chat TWM talks go give them some love over there give Ashley love we do we talk indies every other Monday night on her Twitch channel we talk everything indies I love it I love it
2: you talking about me you can't talk about me that's not, that's <laughs> we cool. talk about
1: everything <laughs> oh
2: shit alright we're no, gonna I'm clip so this. this
1: we're gonna talk about this on the next show we're please, gonna... <laughs> please we're gonna clip about the Mickey Mouse pants so what I'm wearing
2: a Mickey Mouse shirt too you guys there you I go, go. Look, that, look at that look I committed that. to the bit
1: well speaking of death match wrestling all right I have a fan well not a fan tweet but uh you know in the DMs kind of question for you from Casey Kirk Casey Catal, <laughs> like yeah, whatever Casey you want to call her yeah. nowadays she said we should have got married
2: so okay <laughs> this is funny so Casey uh, I forget what happened but she was uh, we started joking around about how uh, we should be married and then uh she was then she was dating M, she was dating somebody else I don't want to say exactly who because she knows she knows what I'm gonna say uh she' was dating somebody else, and then she started dating Brandon and they got married, and the joke was always like, uh, it should have been us like not seriously, but like you know jovially. but hi, Casey uh you're the one that got away you're one of the, you're the one of many that got away <laughs> just kidding
1: I love it, I love it. All right, let's see. Another fan tweet. This one's from Amy. She wants to know, what is your go-to detergent?
2: Tide, guys. It's uh, Tide Pods. You eat one, you, you eat use them. the other one. <laughs> you use the other one to clean the clothes. You like, guys don't do this? What are you, weird? Um, yeah, literally. I'm cold wash, just a cold wash, and throw the Tide Pod in and leave it alone. <laughs> that's it i don't have like a whole i used to drop my laundry off because i didn't like doing it but now I, it's a tide pod in the cold sorry it wasn't more interesting
1: oh my god i'm dead all right uh next fan speech from john he says people that are fans are friends that would surprise the surprise most
2: i don't have any i don't know who my fucking fans are um I think the one, the friend that normally surprises people is Josh Barnett because he's UFC fucking icon. And like, it's real weird to like, I don't know, people see, have seen us together and they're like, I don't understand why this is actually, here's a, here's a good story. I was in Disney world with, um, Matt Cardona Mm -hmm. when he was still Zack Ryder Mm -hmm. and, uh, we were just hanging out, like going to Disney, going rides and, uh. All day, he just hears, like, woo, 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 and you could just see it, like, just cutting into his skin. Like, you could see that, like, people, he hated that that's how people, were. it's one thing when, like, you're Ric Flair or, like, whatever, you hear, like, woo, it's, like, exciting. Yeah. Like, just imagine, like, walking around and all day you hear is woo, 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 and it's like, oh, my God, this is awful. So, one point, we're, like, halfway through the day, and he hears, woo, woo, woo is that Dan Barry? And that's all, <laughs> mm, that's all I needed. That's the, that's the fun one. Um... Celebrities? I don't know. I have a. I don't think I have many celebrity friends. Dwayne, uh, The Rock, uh, we're we're close. Um, other than Dwayne, that's it.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, let's do uh, a question that's dear to my heart on this podcast, wrestling with positivity. Uh, So is there anything that you could share with us, maybe something that a fan's done for you, maybe something you've done for a fan, maybe a wrestler's done for you, maybe something you've done for a wrestler, something that we wouldn't normally know about but that you could share with us?
2: I mean, I'll say last year I – I was sick. I think it was COVID. I, I'd never tested positive. Like I never tested positive, but like you had the, the symptoms right. and it was Christmas time last year and Christmas time last year, I was real sick. Um, and my sister-in-law sent me a post of, um, a wrestling fan who was based out of Chicago who, uh, wasn't going to be home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted like a, a one wrestler to do something nice for this person. So, and then I'm going to put myself down here for a second, but bear with me. Like this kid doesn't give a fuck about Dan Barry. He gives a fuck about like real like names, like famous TV wrestlers. So this touched me a lot because I was going to miss my family for Christmas. Cause I was homesick, and it was like, I, you know, Christmas is like a big holiday for me yeah. and I was gonna, wasn't gonna see anybody and it was kind of depressing for me. So I was like, let me put it out into the world on Twitter. To see if there's anybody who will send him videos. Literally, fucking everyone sent this kid videos. Every single person you could possibly imagine: Seth Rollins, Edge, Natty Neidhart, um, uh, the Rascals, the the whole all of NXT. Um, you had uh, Drew Galloway. You had Malachi Black. You had uh, uh the- I call her Thea, uh, Zelina Vega. Um, all of these people, there's so many. I, am I'm, I'm not doing enough of them justice. So I apologize if their names aren't mentioned. Basically, all recorded videos sent them to me on WhatsApp, Twitter, whatever, and I, I would download them and send them to this kid. And that's what I did for my Christmas was me sending this kid the videos of. And I just the the way that the wrestling community kind of like came together to like help this kid. Um, uh why can't I think of his name? Uh, Titus O'Neil sent this kid like gift boxes. People gave this kid gift boxes of shit. Like it's so cool yeah. how well like wrestlers come together when they know like like a little kid is like not doing well. Yeah. Um kid's alive, kid's great, he's okay, he's with his family. Uh, but up until probably I think Christmas Eve he didn't think he was gonna see his family for Christmas and then Christmas Eve the doc told him he can go home. Aww. And it was like he came home to like all these gifts and everything and um, I still have a. They sent me a car. I still have the car in my kitchen. It's a, uh, it's a nice thing. Aww. So that's what I did for last Christmas. I love that. Aww. Yeah, that's like that's like the positivity. That's like you know I give, and they didn't do it like I want to be clear. WWE wrestlers did not do this because somebody in high up in WWE told them to do it. These are people in their Christmas break who were doing this on the side. Yeah. So that's why it's so cool to me.
1: Yeah. That's why I like, I love sharing these stories. I mean, we deal with so much negative, you know, and there's so many beautiful stories out there that I just love to share it. That's so, you know, thank you. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, John chat says, how did you feel at open before Halloween and the girls dressed up like you?
2: Um, It was very flattering, but I'm also like, you know, uh, they looked a lot better than me and Bill ever did. Um, But uh it's cool like you know I've I've been lucky in the respect that, in the in the in the idea that like fans kind of look at that portion of my life uh in a good light and um they'll dress like us cuz it's funny and whatever but like it's cool like it's a like, cool moment but watching them walking I was you know I turned red because it's like, of course, like they're just like me. It was, funny.
1: <laughs> it was funny. I was with my best friend Brad the other day, and like he was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, like a blue and white one, just like the one that I have it on the logo. If you guys are watching this on the audio or on the thumbnail or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, hi, Dan Barry." <laughs> What's Hell happening? yeah,
0: it's a good
2: look. Honestly, like I wish it didn't look so unprofessional because I like I, I blue and white's my color, man. I'll keep that all day. But like, I just look like a shitty wrestler by wearing that so no. I had to try and not do that
1: well it was definitely fitting for bitch at the beach that was a fun show definitely yeah, watch that, that. if you guys fun. didn't uh, watch it, I'm glad that I came up for that one too it was just it was just a fun day to like watch it and I left and then it started raining so thank god we
2: missed the rain so close yeah. and like
1: within like I, 10 uh, minutes probably yeah
2: I hate I hate outdoor wrestling shows so much I hate them so much <laughs> uh, I can't describe to you how much I hate outdoor wrestling shows that was one of the few fun ones I had
1: man that was fun definitely watch that that's finally up on uh, IWTV. so oh what's some things you like to do when you're not in the squared circle
2: um i like to travel i'm a travel guy um obviously i go to like disney parks and things like that because it's just a short flight from new york Mm -hmm. but uh you know um Mm -hmm. i think i'm dying um yeah no I, i i like traveling that's like the most fun for me i walk my dog a lot that's kind of my life is uh, taking care of my dog and uh, trying to get on the road and do some fun stuff. Uh, I like gambling. I'm a gambling guy. I'm not like an addict. I just like to play every now and then. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I just wake up in the morning, I go to the gym, and then – the thing is like I have like – you know, I am going to be 40 in like three months. Like I, I have like a a 9 to 5. My 9 to 5 is not a job that well, – I'm not going to talk about it on here, but like – you know, you're just I'm busy a lot. So my my lucky thing is that like I travel for work, I travel for wrestling, I travel for comedy. I use those points and those benefits that I get from traveling to like go on trips, mm-hmm. and that's the best part about yeah. it is that like I'm going to Hawaii next week. I'm going to Hawaii based yeah. on the fact that I have a lot of points from traveling throughout the course of a year, and mm-hmm. I can accrue them and then and buy a flight. That's so it's kind of a cool opportunity.
1: Well, I will welcome you into the forty club since I broke it in in August. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Welcome.
2: There's a lot of miles in this body. I'm going to tell you right now.
1: <laughs> we have a lot of Advil and we have a lot of like yeah. heating pads here. in 40. Yeah. We
2: stretch and take my doll. Uh, <laughs> All
1: right. I have two final questions for you. If you guys. Have anything else? Please feel free. to Drop it into the chat. All right. I mean, the year's pretty much almost over. We only have like a few more weeks of like 2022. You know, I don't, I mean, long-term, whatever, but is there any like goals that you have maybe within the next year that you'd like to hit
2: um i don't know. i want to wrestle in los angeles again i want to wrestle in I, this one's a real long shot is i want to wrestle in japan uh but i i think it's that's that ship sailed i'd like to go back to ott in ireland one more time and say uh i guess it'd be at this point goodbye because it's like there's only so much more wrestling i could do um and uh i think you know I want to enjoy myself. That's kind of it. I, I don't, I don't look at, to me, it's like, if I get to go to wrestling open and like help a, a talent get better or whatever, that's what I I can do. That's what I'd like to contribute to. My That's my goal in wrestling. Cause um, I'd love to be an agent. I'd love to be that type of person. But like right now on the indies, I'm happy to be the guy that kind of helps guide people and, and then uh, moves them to the next level that they would have to get to.
1: Uh, John Sat in the chat says, would you rather join the bloodline or beat the bloodline?
2: Join. (laughs) They're at the top of the fucking car. You know how much money they're making? That's what I want to do. Give me money. (laughs) There's no money in me beating Roman Reigns. You're fucking mine. (laughs) Imagine him going like, ooh, and then me hitting like a fucking (laughs) shitty super kick and pinning him. That would be so garbage. But if it was like me and Sami Zayn just causing chaos, like that's. A way cooler opportunity for me yeah. um you know i think so many people want to be at the top of the car they don't realize how fun the middle can be mm-hmm. and that's where i am i'm the middle guy <laughs> like, i'm super happy with that
1: <laughs> awesome okay so i always like to end on like a positive on this podcast and again like i mean sky was in the chat earlier you know there's a lot of wrestlers or inspired wrestlers that watch this podcast so what's the piece of advice that you would give them
2: There is no magical formula to success. It is time and effort. That's it. Put in your time, put in the effort. Things happen, they don't happen, but that's all it takes. Time and effort. If something has to be improved, put the effort in, put the time in. Um, uh, If somebody's been wrestling for one day more than you, you should try and learn from what they've learned from because they know 24 hours of information you don't have. That's something you should think about every single day is that you have to learn. Uh, and then your end goal should always be to just be better than you were the day before. That's it. That's both mentally psychologically, both in personal life and in wrestling life. Just try and be better than the day you were before. Uh, otherwise, uh, work, go to the gym, get in shape, do what you can do. Um, get your cardio up and then be easy to work with. And you should, that's it. As long as you're easy to work with, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. yeah that's
1: great advice. Uh, thank you for that. All right, so what do we got coming up? So, obviously...
2: Tomorrow Wrestling Open. Tomorrow Wrestling Open in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, They haven't announced my match, so we'll see what's going on. Um, It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of good time. Uh, After that, on Saturday, I will be at New York Wrestling Connection in Deer Park, New York. That is, uh, uh, I think it's 7 p.m. in Deer Park, New York. So, mywcwrestling.com. You can check it out there. And then I'm gonna be on vacation, so Yay. leave me the fuck alone. I want to be, gone. <laughs> I want to be no, tan. Wow, That's not gonna happen. I'm 100% Irish, the color of loose leaf. But I, I, wanna, I wanna not be, as, as loose leafy when I come back. Um, but I'll be back, and we'll have a lot of fun, and uh, I will hopefully see everybody. You know, wrestleville is coming up.
0: Yes. See you okay, guys there. at
2: wrestleville. Wrestle wrestleville.
0: Huh?
2: I have a bunch of matches on that card. One, I'm wrestling at Blitzkrieg. They haven't announced the match, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I know what it's gonna be. You guys are gonna fucking love it. Uh, Pizza Party Pro Wrestling. I'm gonna be at Pizza Party Pro Wrestling, and uh, I'm saying it right now. I'm at Heavy Lies of Crown. Mm-hmm. I know who I've asked to wrestle, and let's see how that goes. Ooh,
1: definitely stay tuned. I'm excited. I'm finally coming. I was supposed to go up last year, and then I got sick, and I was very upset. But this this year, it's stacked. Some I, I, I'm very excited. Every promotion is amazing.
2: Last year, I rang in the New year sitting at the bar downstairs with Vincent. <laughs> that's, that's what I did last year, just sitting in the basement. Just, and that's it. Happy 2021. i was just like, 2022. Ah, it's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh.
1: So definitely check that out on IWTV. I love it. So tell everybody where they could find you, buy your merch, all that fun stuff.
2: Sure. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, the Dan Barry. Um, I'm on basically every social media as the Dan Barry. Uh, I'm on that Mastodon thing. I haven't used any of it yet. I just created the username because, uh, you know, who knows what Elon's gonna do to Twitter. Uh, so we have that. Uh, Procrasttees dot com slash Dan Barry. Uh, see me at shows. Whatever. I'm I'm easy enough. Uh, I'll try and announce more of my gigs. Who knows? I might just be lazy and just tweet it once.
1: Well, that's why you need to follow all the socials and all that good stuff coming up. And all those links are in the description below for you guys. So, and support. Go buy some merch. All that Please. fun stuff. I have Please. a
2: dog to feed. He's a he's a pit bull. He's very lovely.
1: <laughs> hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> he's,
2: he's 89 pounds, guys. Like, I have a big ass dog. Oh, wow. Like, I gotta help feed this fucking thing. Okay? <laughs> He'll eat my dog. He has allergies. I have to literally make chicken for him. I have to boil chicken and serve him boiled chicken. Like, I can't just give him dog food. It's a my fucking nightmare, guys. Please understand <laughs> how much it costs to raise a deaf albino pit bull named Tato, Guys, His name is Tato. T-A-T-O, short for potato dog.
1: I love that. <laughs> my friend Stephanie would appreciate that. It's I like that. a great dog. I like that. I love that. And he's sweet.
2: deaf. Guys, he's a Aww. deaf pit bull. I've raised, I've raised and trained a deaf pit bull. Just buy shirts. There's a... His shirt is on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Team Tremendous. If you look it up, there's a shirt with his image on it. Buy that. All that money goes towards Tato bills. Oh,
1: I love that. Is there, like, a wish list? There should be a wish list. You could, like, send, like, toys
2: to the dog. <laughs> the wish list is his fucking vet bills, guys. Do you have any idea how expensive oh, that is?
1: I know. I have a dog. I know.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, let me get him more toys. He has a subscription to BarkBox. That's what he gets. That's all he's getting. <laughs>
1: I can't. I can't so much. Well, this was such a fun chat. I definitely have to have you come back again. Like this was a lot, a lot of fun. Thank you again for coming on and chatting with us and breaking me on the podcast.
2: No problem. Go watch AEW and tell them they have to book me.
1: Yes. Go. You know, tweet at you know AEW guys. Just tweet Tony
2: and be like Dan Barry. Book him. (laughs) You know
1: the guy that you don't know.
2: Yeah, Tony, (laughs) who has no fucking clue who I am. Hey, book Dan Barry. I'm going to just write or else and see what happens. I'm sure Elon won't block you. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Well, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for all your fan questions, all your questions in the chat. If you guys will listen to this later, I love you so much. Thanks for all the support. I'm not doing anything next week. I am going to upload my Wrestling With Positivity video next week for Thanksgiving. So you guys have a wonderful holiday. I'll be back the week after with Ref Gina. So definitely make sure you hit that subscribe button. So. But uh, yeah, so Dan, thank you again for coming on here. So, thank you. you. You guys know the drill. Stay safe. Support independent wrestling, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.